was Love Juliet singing her very first single, Alter Ego. Welcome to Streaming Next, a podcast where I introduce you to the faces and stories of tomorrow's music. Helping me launch the very first episode is one of my favorite singer-songwriters. She's incredible, she's kind, and she's so extremely talented. Introducing for the very first time on Streaming Next, please welcome my amazing friend, Love Juliet. Oh my gosh. Well, you talked me up so much in the introduction. Thank you so much for having me on here. I'm so excited about this podcast and to talk with you. I think it'll be such a good time. So thank you. Absolutely. I'm so excited to have you here. I want to jump right into your first single, Alter Ego. Can you tell me a little bit about it? Like how it came to be? Yes. So it's definitely a long journey with Alter Ego. So that one got released in September of 2023 that was my very first single but before that I've written like hundreds of songs as you know coming to my TikTok lives I have a bunch of original material but I I never really knew how to get into the music business I guess and into recording and releasing songs and Alter Ego kind of came about because I started posting songs on Instagram and I think I had like a hundred followers and I don't know how, but somehow this talent scout had found me like through one of the hashtags or something. And they're like, hey, I have this really cool team I think you'd work really well with. Like, are you interested? And me and my mom ended up kind of having some phone interviews with them and just like chatting and talking and getting to know them and ended up being this awesome team. And there's like, I don't know what to call it. It's kind of a development team. They help small artists like learn how to release music and get into the industry and so they helped me so much and basically they had me write hundreds of songs I like we just want you to write all these songs come up with song ideas and then once you really have like these lists of ideas like we're gonna pick probably like the best ideas and then we're going to release that song and so I actually had this list of like a hundred song titles and things and I ended up going to Nashville and collabing with these other two songwriters, and Alter Ego was one of the ideas, and we ended up all just collabing and working on it, and then that's where I recorded it as well. There was a producer there, and such an amazing producer. Like I had sent him Alter Ego, just acoustic, and he had come up with the whole backing track, like all the cool sounds. I was blown away. I was like, okay, this is so cool, and just went and recorded it with him, and then it took a while for post-production and everything, you know, and then finally was able to get it released. So it's been a long time coming, and I'm just excited to have it out in the world. It feels really, really good. That's really awesome. I love that. I didn't know you went to Nashville to record it. That's that's incredible. The other night, actually, I think it was last night on your TikTok Live, someone came in and asked, hey, are you that girl who sings Alter Ego? Like, that's that's really awesome. That was the coolest thing. I was telling like my whole family and my boyfriend, I was like, this person came on my live and they had recognized me from Spotify. Like that made my whole day. I thought it was so, so fun. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, Are you able to uh, talk about, you know, the story that Alter Ego tells and the creative process of writing it? Yes. Yes. So like for me, I guess it has different meanings for everybody. That's kind of what I like about songwriting is like, I have this meaning for the song and then I would hope for someone else that like inspires them in whatever way they need. But for me, it was kind of a song about learning to break into the music industry and 
you know, you always hear like, oh, don't let them change you or like people can lose themselves. And I don't think it's bad to change because I think no matter what happens, you know, we always grow in life and we're changing and it's like people just change. Um, But for me, I ended up doing a lot of things that looking back on wasn't really being myself. Basically, I done all these things that other people had kind of told me I needed to do in order to become a pop star to make it into the industry and I just remember there was a point where I looked in the mirror and I was so kind of sad and just couldn't recognize myself and I was just like what am I even doing like I love music and I love songwriting and singing but all this other stuff isn't really me and I was just like nope like no more I can't do this and that's why Alter Ego came about, because I felt like I was putting on this Alter Ego. And yeah, I was like, no, it's not me. That's really awesome. And I love how you incorporate that into the very first lyrics like of the song. It's like, shower steam on the mirror, hides a face I don't mm-hmm. recognize anymore. I absolutely love that. So for Alter Ego, do you have any co-writers or producers or anyone you want to shout out for that? I do, yeah. So the two co-writers I worked with were amazing. Kaylee Ann Lowe, she was like the nicest, sweetest human being I've ever met. And she is actually, I think she's from Utah, which we were like connected from as well. I was like, that's so cool. And she she was a mom and she just had these amazing kids and just we wrote in her home and she just like welcomed me in and was the nicest human. Just loved her so much. And then Ethan Hulse, he was the other co-writer and he was amazing. He just could pick up a guitar and start any melody just incredible and um the producer I worked with uh his name's David Spencer and he like I said before he just already had this whole melody with the production that I thought was amazing and it was really cool in the studio because I'd already come in with all these ideas and even the harmonies and things we fed off of each other back and forth like he would be like this is really cool and now try this and just the ideas kind of snowballed and then with that, I have to give one more shout out because Absolutely. my vocal coach, um, Jamie Vendera, he's awesome. Um, he, you guys, he like can break glass with his voice. He's Ooh. been on Mythbusters and everything. That's he's so cool. amazing. That's and incredible. It's so cool. He's just, I love the guy. And he helped me so much before, like before recording, I had so many lessons with him and he would help me just strengthen my voice and come up with cool harmony ideas or even just little nuances um, in the vocals that probably no one even notices except for like me you know but he just is really a creative mind and helped that song shape into what it is so yeah shout out to him that's awesome I love that you have that whole support system and group around you to help you grow as an artist that's that's really incredible thank you um it's it's really nice to have people in your corner I guess to I'm glad I'm not doing it all by myself either. Absolutely. Yeah, that's totally understandable. So as an independent artist, what's the recording process like? Like, I know it takes money and it just takes so much that goes into putting a song out. Are you able to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. So for me, my experience is definitely did take a lot of money I had to save up. And I know people do it differently. Like there's so many different producers out there and everyone has their own way that they do it and so for me just I guess having that team to walk me through it and being like oh here's some producers that we think you'd be a good match with 
and that's I kind of got lucky with finding them. Um, but even now, just I think finding producers on Instagram who like their work and sending them an email or a message. And I just met with a producer last week on the phone who I guess someone else I'd worked with in the past had worked with him as well and uh, kind of set us up together. I would say advice for it. Just make sure you find somebody who makes you feel comfortable enough to express yourself because recording is definitely it's like your song and it's your voice and it yeah. can kind of be an intimate experience like putting that out into the world and vulnerable you know and um i think it's important to find people who make you feel comfortable and good about yourself yeah that's awesome that's incredible that's a really good way to put it i know um your song alter ego was actually on ogden radio how did you feel when you heard that on the radio Oh my gosh, I should send you the videos because I had my mom like record me when it came out on the on I the radio that. and I it was just so special. It was so cool because okay, they played a Taylor Swift song like uh-huh. kind of right before and you know yeah. I'm like obsessed with Taylor. <laughs> and so as soon as Taylor Swift came on, I like started crying because I was just so excited. <laughs> and you could just see me, I like am bawling and then they go okay now we have love juliet from ogden and her song alter ego and i was just it felt surreal like the whole day i was just on cloud nine that's incredible i remember myself you mentioned it on tiktok live the night before and i was like you know what i'm gonna drop everything i'm gonna take a second and just find a way to stream this song on the radio it's like i live all the way in florida so how the heck am i supposed to stream your song all the way in ogden Thank God for iHeartRadio, honestly. Like, I was able to get that channel and stream it. And when I heard your name come up on the radio, I was like, this is awesome. She's made it. This is great. I can only imagine how you felt at that moment. But, yeah, I was a proud fan. I was like, I know that person. That's awesome. And you know what? That meant so much to me. I saw on your Instagram, you'd posted on your story, and you'd, like, recorded it, and you tagged me. And I had no idea that you were doing that because I was like yeah you're in Florida like how are you going to listen clear from over there when it's in Utah and it seriously meant so much to me I thought it was so cool that you could hear it clear across the country so thank you for doing that absolutely we ought to thank iHeartRadio for that honestly they pulled through for (laughs) everything um so last question about your song Alter Ego how did you feel performing it for the first time in front of a live audience this is probably going to surprise you but it was honestly it was it's a funny story so i was singing at a farmer's market and i was just busking and um it's something i've done a lot in the past is you know i set up my guitar and my amp and i have my tip jar out there i'm singing on the street during the markets and people are super nice and they always come up and tip and talk to me and stuff and i was like hey i'm gonna play this super awesome song alter ego and i was super excited and honestly i played it and I had played it through my speaker and normally I just play like my instruments, but I just played the track, I guess. And like, I did not, I don't even know how to say this. So basically it was okay, but it wasn't like there was people dropping their things and being like, this is so cool. No, it was kind of underwhelming. And I was like, well, that's okay. It's like, it's just a funny thing to go with. And, um, I've kind of learned when to play different songs and different sets now. So, okay. like, on New Year's Eve, I played a show 
and they had a big stage and they had a sound system and the lights and everything and I did play Alter Ego there and it was like people loved it and that was a lot better but just like playing it busking for the first time it was not what I expected I'll say. Let me tell you though the amount of people who ask for Alter Ego on your TikTok lives they love it (laughs) it has blown up and people love that song and they should it's a really good song it tells a really good story. Well thank you yeah it's funny I it makes me happy when people can request things on TikTok Live. So, yeah, thank you. Yeah, absolutely. So, I want to jump a little bit about into your background. Where are you from? Let's start with that. Okay, so I am from Utah. I've lived here my whole life. I've actually lived in the same house my entire life, which is crazy. Really? Mm-hmm. So, might need to change in a few. We'll see when, but right now I'm happy where I am. So. See, I didn't know anything about Utah until I became friends with you, honestly. I was like, it's just another state. And then I saw pictures and I was like, wait a minute. Utah is gorgeous. There is so much to see and do there. It's outrageous. It's beautiful. It is. What about your um, your cultural background? Um, Like, where is your family from? Yeah, so cultural background. If you go really far back, so like my ancestors... I used to be really into family history, so this is why I know this, but um, a lot of them come from Sweden on my dad's oh, side, nice. and then came over to the U.S. Um, so I don't know how much of that is like in me, because it's like pretty distant, yeah. but that's, I know where we originally came from. That's so cool. I love that. Have you ever been to Sweden? I haven't, no. So I've been to other parts of Europe, but never to Sweden. Maybe one day I'll have to go. Got you. Okay. Do you have any music that you've written that kind of have like a Swedish like tune or a Swedish, you know, like tone to it? I haven't. That would be super cool. I might have to experience like experiment with it, but I have written like a lot of songs influenced by family and like grandparents and things like that. Um, But I'm going to have to work that into my music. I think that would be cool. Yeah, that'd be super awesome. Um, How long have you been singing for? My whole life. So I'm pretty sure ever since I was able to talk, I was singing. And it wasn't always like professionally or like I was trying to perform or anything like that. But just I was just always singing. I just have loved it my whole life. Okay, gotcha. I know um, Love Juliet is fairly new. Mm-hmm. You you used to do EDM. Was it EDM that you used to do? Like EDM yeah. pop type of thing. And th- you had good songs out too. Let me tell you that. They were really good songs. Thank you. But ever since rebranding to Love Juliet, I know a lot of your fans have asked you, why Love Juliet? Where did the name come from? Are you able to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, that's a great question. So Love Juliet, that originated about two years ago when I started working with that development team. And some of the advice they had given me was, you should pick a stage name. And they kind of, told me that because number one like you have a lot of creative freedom with it you know you can pick a name that's like important to you and kind of build upon that or just kind of think of this artist that you want to become and just be creative with it and another thing is like also safety so like if I perform around my home state you know I've had some situations where I've been alone or maybe just not in the best situation Mm -hmm. we'll say and people have made me uncomfortable and it's like 
I guess as far as the actual name, Love Juliet, I put a lot of thought into what if I want my stage name to be, and it took me a while, but Love Juliet kind of came about because I was actually at work. I used to work at a rec center, and I would do reception, and then I would clean and stuff, and I was vacuuming, and I had my headphones in, and I was listening to music, and a song came on, and I was like, this is a really good song. What song is this? And I wanted to see who the artist was. And I opened my phone and I looked and I can't even remember what song it was or what artist, but I had looked down and on Spotify, you know, if you have your home screen open, it'll show you like the song title and the name of the artist. And I thought, you know what, how cool would that be if somebody looks at their phone to see who the artist is? And it's kind of, in my head, it was like signing off. So like you finish a letter, you know, and you write Mm -hmm. love or like from and then you write your name and I was like my songs are kind of like love letters or letters to the world and so I thought it would be cool to sign off um and so I did love and then Juliet came because honestly I just I thought Shakespeare is such an amazing writer and I love like romance and that whole thing and so I was like Juliet would be really cool and then there was like my favorite song that was ever but it was like my first song that was ever my favorite one was the Taylor Swift love story. And that was about yes, Romeo that's and Juliet. Yes. yes. And so I kind of wanted that influence. And so that's how it all came together. That's awesome. I absolutely love that. Like, that's such a good story of how you found your name, you know, how Thank you found you. your brand and everything. So does anyone else in your family sing? Yes. So no one like performs singing, mm-hmm. but. My dad, he was probably like the first singer I ever knew. So he would always just sing. And he songwrites as well. Just ever oh, nice. since I was a baby, he would write songs and just even like really funny ones, just silly ones for us as kids, you know, to entertain. Yeah. And um, he would always sing. And then both of my brothers now, they play guitar and they'll sing just like in their in their rooms and with us as a family. But. I'm the only one who can, I guess, who performs right now, but okay. there's a lot of, I would say my family's, I like their singing. It sounds beautiful. So That's awesome. I absolutely love that for you. That's, that's really you. cute. So you did mention that your dad, um, you know, was a singer too, that kind of stuff. Um, is he what first got you into music and kind of put you down that path or was it someone or something else? I would say definitely my dad. We, when I was seven or eight, he would write songs, you know, I want to sing these in church. And I was like, yeah. And we'd practice for a few weeks, you know, and we started singing in churches kind of around my home state. And he just got me into it. And I, I was super, super shy. So I was the shyest kid. I did not like to talk to people. Like I was afraid. And getting up in front of people really scared me, too. But I love to sing. And so I was just like, okay, I got to do this. And I sang. And after a couple of times, I'd gotten up somewhere at a bigger show. And I, like, completely forgot the words. And I was mortified. And I was like this little eight-year-old girl. And I was so, so sad. And so that's when I stopped singing in public for people for, like, years. I did not sing for people after that. But that's oh, no. initially what got me into it. Okay, got you. 
Did you ever have like a music teacher growing up or anything like that? I guess the first thing that came to my head was I had a piano teacher and she was the coolest influence on me musically. Like she was just our neighbor and she was only, she was probably like four years older than me. Um, But she was just really good at piano and our families had been friends. And so my mom was like, hey, can I hire you to teach my daughter piano? And she was looking for a job, you know, and we ended up doing it. And it was so much fun because she taught me theory and like everything I needed to know. But then she let me choose whatever songs I wanted to learn. Like I could play pop songs and just I didn't have to do. I guess the boring ones that I didn't want to do. She just tried to make it as fun as possible and really showed me what creative freedom is with music and how to like learn the rules, but also how to bend them and make it my own. So she was a huge influence. That's awesome. That's such a cute story. Thank you. When did you realize that you wanted to do music full time? Um, so I would say two answers to that. When I was okay super little so probably in like first grade second grade you know I was like 100% I'm gonna be a pop star when I grow up that's the only thing I can imagine doing um I was so committed and I would even write little songs back then and then after I forgot the words and I had that whole meltdown I was like I'm never singing again so I kind of gave up on that dream and then when I was in high school I well, in ninth grade, I had made some new friends and I started just singing around them and they were really encouraging and they're like, you are so good and just super uplifting and just love them, you know? And um, I was like, okay, like I started to build up some courage. And then in 10th grade, at the end of 10th grade, I ended up getting, I don't know if we've talked about this before, but I ended up getting a head injury. So I was homeschooled for 11th and 12th grade. And once I was homeschooled, my homeschool teacher, she, it was really cool, actually. They had a program at my high school where anybody who was sick or, like, hurt long-term, they had a teacher who would go to your house, and she would teach you school oh, wow. at your house for, like, an hour a week. <laughs> and she, That's so uh, cool. It was really, really cool. And she told me, she was like, I'll give you your art credit for the whole year if you can write a song. And... I was like, okay, I can do this. And it took me probably like three months, but I wrote my first song again and I just loved it. Like it made me feel so much peace and so much joy and that I've never stopped writing since that moment. Like I was just like, hey, this is what I got to do. And I think it was from that moment forward. I was like, there's no other thing I want to do with my life. So That's really, really cool. Did you ever, did you keep that song? Do you still have it around? Okay, I do. I think it's it might be the first one on my YouTube channel. Actually, if you scroll all the way back, there is a song and it's there's no lyrics to it. It's only on the piano. And I just written this piano composition. And yeah, so you can find it on YouTube. It's, I can't even remember how to play it now. Um, so I'm glad I have the recordings and notes. And yeah, stuff. that's that's really awesome that you still have all of your previous like, you know, songs and everything you've written on there. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, um, (laughs) basically, I have a lot of songs, and so I started posting them on YouTube, and I was like, I'll just post one a week. Something that really inspired me was I would go back and I would find, like, videos of Ed Sheeran when he was, like, 16, and 
I don't know if they're still on there, but I could find these videos of him and he would be playing guitar and singing and he wasn't like the edge here and you know now. You know, he was just learning and beginning and it was so inspiring for me to see like, oh, this is where he was and like this is where he is now and it's because he practiced and got so much better and I was like, man, I just always want to leave my videos up and like my old music so if people yeah ever want to go back and see and it's kind of embarrassing maybe one day i'll take them down no um, don't it's fun to see There's... the growth yeah absolutely and i can attest you have some really good songs like oh, thank you. on your tiktok especially like lower down if you do like a deep dive love juliet dive you'll find some really good songs that never got finished and i'm over here like we need to finish these songs oh thank you Absolutely. So you talked about Ed Sheeran. Did you have any other uh, big musical inspirations growing up? So definitely Ed Sheeran and Taylor Swift were like my top two. I loved them so much. And then also um, Miley Cyrus. I was obsessed with Hannah Montana. So from that like little age, I would always watch those TV episodes and I had all of her yeah. songs downloaded on my iPod. <laughs> and her, I loved um, Carrie Underwood. These are all when I was like younger, you know. But absolutely, Carrie yeah. Underwood, um, Kelly Clarkson. Like I would watch American Idol and all those people who would be on there. Just so many inspirations, I guess. That's awesome. Speaking of American Idol, did you ever have any plans to audition for American Idol, The Voice, America's Got Talent? You know, any of those competitions? I actually have auditioned for some of them so during really? covid they did this thing where it's like you don't have to go anywhere to audition you can just audition online send in a video or do it over zoom and i auditioned for a couple of them so i can't remember if this was the voice or american idol but one of them i made it through like the first two rounds i want to say and then like the third round i got cut um but I feel like it was actually a blessing in disguise, kind of hearing things now. It's like, for me, like wanting to be more of a songwriter, a lot of those shows are like uh, singing covers, or if you do like songwrite, they can kind of, I don't know the whole thing, but it gets kind of weird with yeah. rights and stuff. Um, but definitely, I've always been trying to figure out, okay, what's like the best option for me and trying to explore Absolutely. every opportunity. Yeah. So have auditions. Okay, that's awesome. What Thank instruments you. do you play? Because I know you play quite a couple instruments. I play piano. So I started that in fourth grade. And then mm -hmm. I also play guitar, which I only learned like two years ago. And then the baritone ukulele, um, which I learned around the same time as the guitar because they have really like the same strings. So if you know how to play one, you can play the other. Um, yeah. And so I just play those three. I have in the past, I took band in seventh grade, so I learned how to play the flute. Um, nice. But I don't think I could play it now. I don't remember anything with that. <laughs> That's fair. Um, do you have a favorite instrument that you play? I would say piano, I think, because I learned that one first. It just feels, feels like home to me. Okay. Gotcha. Nice. Yeah. Dude, I'm telling you, your piano songs are top notch. And I am going to publicly say this because I've said it so many times on your TikTok. You are the bridge queen. All of your songs, your bridges are incredible. 
They are top notch. So good. Like, I don't think I, I know any other artist who writes bridges as good as you. Thank um, you so much. Absolutely. So as far as social media, when did you start um, posting on TikTok? I would say it was a while ago, um, over three years ago. So I would do just random videos. Like I would be in my car driving to work and I would park in the parking lot and I would just like hold the camera up to my face and sing like a cover song or just be like, oh, here's a song I wrote today. And I just tried to post as much as I could. And yeah, I would say at least three years ago, because sometimes I'll get it will send you like memories and it will be like, oh, yeah. this video came out three years ago. And so I'd say between three and four years. Nice. Okay. And as far as TikTok, did you start going live around three or four years too? Or is that something fairly recent? That's fairly recent. So I was actually trying to figure out when you started to find my TikTok lives because I don't know when. How long ago was it? So I'm pretty sure I found you on TikTok lives over the summer. Okay. I think it might have been around May or June, but I, you know, I scroll TikToks when I'm home, like end of day, like right before I go to bed. And I've seen your lives on the feed so many times. And I was like, you know what, let me just stop and listen for a second. And you were in the middle of singing, singing a song. And I don't remember what song it was, but it blew my mind how good you were. And I was like, that minute that I was supposed to listen turned into like an hour. And I was like, whoa, it's been an hour already. I was like, she's so good. And so the next time I saw you were live, I was like, okay, I gotta, I gotta stay here and listen for a bit more. And then it turned into a nightly thing. And then I turned into <laughs> such a huge fan. And I was like, this girl's really good. That is so cool to learn because I never knew that story. And I was thinking about that today. I was like, I'd love to know how you came to find the lives and stuff. So yeah, I started doing them probably, it's only been a little over a year. So I started in November, I think of it would have been 2022, I want to say. So then mm -hmm. November 2023. Yeah, so a little over a year. Um, so you found me fairly soon after I started doing them. Okay, got you. And you have a very big following on TikTok too. Like you have a lot of, I don't even know what you call them. They're not like repeat listeners. I don't know what you would call them. But like you have a lot of people who tune in night after night. And they just love your music, as you can tell from the comments, which is incredible. Well, thank you. It means so much to me because I don't really understand it. I'm like, I know I sing a lot of the same songs on there every night. And I'm just like, everyone who shows up is so nice and supportive and like, so positive. You know, there's not a lot of haters in the comments. And if there is, like, they leave pretty fast. And everyone is always just I feel like we're all friends on there, and so it makes me Absolutely. really happy. So thank you to you and everyone else who listens. I just, I love it. Absolutely. I've actually talked to some of your fans, and I've asked them, like, what artist would you compare Love Juliet to? And it's funny, because, like, the number one answer that came out was Regina Spector. They're like, you sound a lot like Regina Spector, and you have her vibes. And I was like, you know what? I do agree with that. Oh like, my god! You, you really do sound like her. So I was like, we definitely need to get you, like, we definitely need to get you doing a cover of like the call or something just to compare and see how good that sounds. Because I'm sure it would sound really good. Well, thank you. Yeah, maybe I should look into that because I have heard that before, like when performing shows around Utah, and 
I didn't know who she was before. And so when people started telling me that, I like started looking her up and I was like, what the heck? This is kind of weird. <laughs> and so, yeah, that would be fun to do a cover. Absolutely. So I want to jump out of your past and move towards your present right now. So do you practice music full time right now? Is that like your full time job? Is that what you do now on the daily? That is what I do daily. So I spend a lot of hours doing lots of different things with it. Um, I would say as far as time goes, it's definitely my full time job. As far as income goes, not quite there yet. But I think that will come as I start building more and more. So definitely, Absolutely. I consider it my full time job. Good. Yeah. And you definitely should because it's a lot of work, like between your TikTok lives and between, you know, recording new music and just writing new music. It's, it's a lot of work. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah, absolutely. So how would you describe your sound um, as an artist or your music to someone who's never heard you before? Oh, that's a good question. I would say, hmm, when I think of how I'd want them to perceive my voice, I guess, even if it's like an upbeat song or whatever it is, I think my voice, I would want to make people feel peaceful. And I think a lot of my acoustic songs is like, hopefully really peaceful to me. Singing is something that calms me down. And so I'm like, hopefully when other people listen, they can feel peaceful too. And then I would say just real, you know? Uh, Yeah. It's, I'm not trying to sound like anyone else. Just this is what comes out (laughs) this is what you get um if that makes sense no absolutely it does and it's amazing how authentic your lyrics are like i'll be driving home from work or i'll be at home and i'll just stop everything i'm doing and i'll listen to your music and be like these lyrics are they're real they're not like things you just made up they're like you they're your story and it's incredible how you're able to share that through your music you know thank you so much for saying that um it is really important to me to, I guess, when I write, it's like, I'll use examples from my life. And even if I cover it up with something, you know, if I'm like, oh, this is too personal, I don't want anyone to know this, I can kind of put it into a story where I'm still being myself and being real and vulnerable. And I guess also without being too much like, exposed but also at the same time if that makes sense (laughs) yeah that definitely does so everyone knows about taylor swift's era tour so what era would you describe your music in right now Ooh. okay um well this is kind of a different answer but i was thinking of her era tour okay i was actually thinking about this last night when i was brushing my teeth so this is funny but i was thinking about her era tour and i was like what era am I in right now? And this isn't one of her eras, so I hope this answer is still okay. No, absolutely. This is your answer. It's your era, so hit us with it. Thank you. I would say I'm in the era of spring right now, if we're to compare these to seasons. So my music, you know, is just, it's just barely been coming out, and Mm -hmm. it's like planting these little baby seeds, these little plants, these little songs, and it's all very new, and I'm just excited to keep working hard and, 
I guess, doing more songs and more music and watching it grow. So I would say spring. That's awesome. Actually, now that you mentioned spring, while you were just talking about it, it clicked in my mind. Sunflower was the very first song I heard you play when I went on your TikTok live. Was it? Oh my gosh. It was. It clicked as soon as you said spring. I was like, wait, oh, Sunflower. And it's such a That's good song. That's so cool it's to know. I love that. Yeah. Um, so I know we said that a lot of your fans compare you to Regina Spector. Do you have an artist that you kind of compare yourself to or sound that you kind of compare yourself to? Oh, okay. I would say <laughs> ever since I heard Tate McRae, I don't know if you listened to her at all. Absolutely. Yes. But I, I found her like a really long time ago, you know, when she would post those, uh, videos in her bedroom playing the piano and just singing. And I always thought like, if I could be kind of similar to an artist, that's maybe who. So that's in my okay. mind, too, I kind of compare myself to. Got you. Okay. So what you're saying is we need to get this to blow up. We need to get Tate to see this. We need to get Ed Sheeran to see this. We need them to have you open for them is what needs to happen. So I would on, cry. Guys. I would be so Do happy. your thing. Let's get this girl on a tour. Please. Um, uh okay so one thing i've noticed that a lot of people ask you is your guitar you have such a beautiful and interesting guitar can you tell us a little bit about it i will okay i'm actually so happy you asked this question so should i show it i'll show you guys yeah absolutely um so this is a fender telly this is sonic and funny story with this guitar so this is like it's a couple thousand dollars, and it's not something I would normally buy for myself. And I had never had my own guitar, so ever since I learned guitar, I just used my dad's old guitar that he bought when he was 18, which is, like, really, really cool, but it's a really old guitar, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, so I'd never had my own guitar, and when I started performing a bunch, I was like, hey, that's something I eventually want to get for myself. and I was watching, it was a performance by Conan Gray, and it was like a practice session, and he was using a Fender Telly, it was the same guitar, and I saw the video and I was like, what guitar is he playing? That's the coolest guitar I've ever seen, yeah. and I was like, I love that guitar, and I had written down, I like, I love manifesting, I love like writing down goals and like meditating and like just dreaming and everything, I'm kind of... I guess a hippie or whatever that way, but I love it. And I had written down like that exact guitar and I was like, one day I'm gonna have that. And it was like a year later and I would always look up pictures of the guitar. A year later I applied for a grant to get new supplies as an artist and it was from my city. And I was like, if I get the grant, I'll use it towards this guitar. And they approved the grant. And so I was able to get the guitar paid for and like get it and it was just the coolest thing ever i was so excited and i love it so that's the story that's so awesome i love that that's really cool and it's Thank such you. a beautiful guitar too like it's it's a beautiful blue color and it's just it's so unique you know thank you so much uh, yeah it makes me feel artistic i guess when i play it you know absolutely so I want to talk a little bit more about your creative process while writing music. I know every artist has their own style of doing it. Like, how do you go about writing? Like, do you just have an idea pop in your head and you have a journal and you write it down? Or, like, how do you go about doing that? Okay, so there's a lot of different ways. So I would say 
I'm never not writing music, so mm-hmm. I can be cooking dinner or like driving somewhere. All of a sudden, like something will come into my head, and I hurry and pull out my recording app on my phone. Um, it has like thousands of voice memos in there, and I, I always just like I'll sing a few lines into it, and then you know if I have to finish whatever I'm doing, I'll like go on with my day. But then I can always go back when I have time and listen to those or. Like, I'll write down in my notes app in my phone if I think of cool lyrics or someone will say something and I'm like, this would be the coolest song title ever. And I'll write them down and then I can uh, just store up the ideas for when I have time to write. Or I would say as well, I, if I get really sad or really happy, like any extreme emotions, um, I'll just like sit down at the piano and that's when I can just have no previous ideas but i'll just be like this is how i'm feeling and i'll just put it right into a song like i'll just play chords and i'll just sing over the chords you know and eventually i'll be like okay i can start making this rhyme and building a story in a song so those are kind of my processes for writing that's really awesome i love that i love how you're constantly writing and you always have that available for you so when it comes to writing your yeah, of course. When it comes to writing your new songs, like, what what's your factor for being like, oh, I'm going to show people this song. I'm going to tease this song, see what they think. I would say that's tricky for me. It's hard for mm-hmm. me to decide. <laughs> There's some songs that I write where I'm like, okay, this is not my best work. And those are easy. I'll just, like, save them. I'll tuck them away and be like, okay, that was fun to write but maybe not to show too many people. And then there's other songs where I write them and I immediately just am so excited. And I'm like, I cannot wait to show people this. And um, my parents, actually, I'll show them my songs like right after they're done. They're the first people I always show. And I got super lucky. So I have super, super supportive parents. And I'll show them the songs and I'll kind of see how they react. And then I'll come on TikTok Lives and see how you guys react and which ones you like and that's for these next songs I'm going to put out this year I think is kind of how I'll get most of the input is just seeing what do I think you guys would like and also what do I want to say and um, stuff like that as far as the last two singles I've released um, those ones I spent a lot of time uh, talking with my team like the development team and getting their opinions and seeing what they thought would be the best ones to put out so that's kind of been my filtering system with that okay that's awesome i love that so what's your favorite thing about being a singer songwriter i would say my very favorite thing is creating i love absolutely love just anything where i get to make something especially like music i love writing i love um i think writing i like more than singing But for me, it's like they're so closely tied together, you know, I think I would feel so sad if I could just like if I just had to write something and couldn't sing it, I would be really sad. So I like them both. But anything where I get to express myself is my number one favorite thing. Okay, that's really awesome. Um, Do you have a current favorite song right now that you're constantly listening to? A favorite song? Um, Okay, so Tate McRae's album think later is 
my favorite i am obsessed every song on there it depends on the day but at least once a day i'm listening to something from that album uh okay just depends yeah, on my mood fair enough um do you have a favorite genre that you usually listen to or does it just depend i'd say so i like pretty much every genre but my favorite mm-hmm. is pop and indie pop um i love kind of the singer songwriter vibe and absolutely like shout out to you for showing me some awesome artists like rachel gray and kenzie kate like they've been on my playlists like just they are incredible artists they're so good oh my goodness (laughs) um so i know we talked about um carrie underwood and kelly clarkson and all those other people earlier being your past favorites. Do you have any current favorite artists that you that you love listening to now? I would say, man, I must not have changed very much from when I was little, but Taylor Swift is still probably my favorite. She's just absolutely. She's just so good. She has such a good place in my heart. I'm like, she's anytime. incredible. Absolutely. And she has so many so, songs, man. Would you consider yourself a Swifty then, if that's the case? Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. What is your favorite album that she's released? It really, it really depends. But I love, okay. I love Folklore. That one. Okay. I, I just love that one. I think the writing is so cool and the storytelling. I love when songs can tell a good story and paint. Like it's almost like a movie in my head. And there's all the Absolutely. characters and everything. Um, and then her very first album. I think will always have a soft spot in my heart because that was the one I like had that on CD and I would play it. Mm-hmm. I had like a karaoke machine. I would listen to that every day. <laughs> what would you, what's your favorite album? I don't know, to be honest. It's just cause like in every album she has, she just has so many good songs. I'm very partial to old Taylor, just like her old music. I, I grew up and I loved it. Like love story, of course. And all those other mm-hmm. ones that she released when I was a kid, and I love it. But current Taylor too, she's incredible. So I really couldn't give you a shit up answer on that. Sorry, Swifties. That's also it's all so good. You can't choose. Yeah, it really is. Um, <clears throat> so how many shows have you been? Have you been like performing at different venues lately, or anything like that? Do you have a favorite um, venue or a show that you've performed at? Oh, I would say. My favorite one recently is New Year's Eve. I performed a show, and it was with this really cool, I don't know what to call them, but there's, like, this cool thing in my town called Locals Rock. And it's basically this dad and his son who started this, I want to say booking business. This might be totally wrong, (laughs) but um, the son, he plays in a band, and he plays like heavy metal music and the dad was like wanting to really support his son and find venues for his son to play at and figure out the whole music industry as well and so his dad basically has found all these venues and will throw parties and book out bands and artists and stuff to sing and um they ended up booking me for new year's eve and i just got to meet them and they were like the most genuine people ever and super super kind and the guy has a recording studio in his house and like way cool and then they had just a really cool setup with a cool stage and smoke and lights and just it was such a fun experience so i would say that one's been my favorite 
That's awesome. I love that. Have you had any like meaningful experiences with fans or have you ever had a fan come up to you just like on the street or at a show and like, you know, just told you their story and how much you've meant to them and your music has meant to them? I have, there's a couple of things that come to mind, but at the New Year's Eve show, I, uh, I was singing and right below the stage, there were these two girls and there was a mom and a daughter mm-hmm. and the daughter was mouthing all the words to like, Every single one of my songs, like even songs I I don't have out anywhere, you know. Yeah. And I was so confused. I was like, "How does she know this?" <laughs> and they ended up coming over to me after, and we're like, "Oh my gosh, we saw you on." It was called the Ogden One podcast, which I think okay. you watched. But yeah, I did. They had, yep. They'd seen me on the podcast, and they were like, found my music through there, and started looking me up and stuff, and were super excited that I was gonna play at new year's eve and so that was really meaningful to me just how supportive they were and then i would say i have two other stories if that's okay but one of yeah, them go for it okay one of them is performing um busking and okay. i was out on the streets and there's these big farmers markets that are really fun and there's a bunch of like baked goods and vegetables and crafts and things that people sell and then they have live music throughout it and i was doing the live music and there was this little girl and she was probably like six years old and she just ran up to me like so happy she was like screaming so excited and just like would stare at me and just watch while i performed and it was the most it was so cute even and anyways i've been able to become like really good friends with her family and get to know them and i'm actually like thinking now i need to like text them after this and see how they're doing because it's been a minute but um they started coming back to a lot of my shows and it just always meant so much to me to i guess have this little girl and have her listen to my music and just was so sweet so that's always been um important to me i guess and then the third thing was one time i did a show and this wasn't like a typical like fan coming up to me experience but this was um, a show where they brought in a bunch of special needs people and they were all it was the best crowd i've ever had in my whole life like i would finish a song and they would cheer so loud and just be so so nice and i was able to just like talk and joke with them and they were the most loving people it was probably one of my favorite shows i've ever played so that was a really cool experience too that's incredible i absolutely love that for you and i see that you've also performed in a school um for some kids and that looked really awesome i i forgot about that i loved that too that was so special to me like i would love to do that on a weekly basis or monthly basis you know Um, i had a teacher friend and she was asking if I would come in and sing to her class. And kids are, like, the best crowd as well. They were so supportive. Mm-hmm. And, like, they all came up afterwards and were like, can I have your autograph? And we're oh, so, so, so cute. cute. It was the most tender thing of my life. And one of the little girls, she even went up to my mom and was like, are you her mom? And my mom was like, yeah. Oh. And they're like, can I get your autograph? And they got my mom's autograph. <laughs> That's so cute. I'm sure your mom absolutely loved that. That's oh, amazing. Oh, she did. It was so precious. <laughs> it was just 
the most amazing experience yeah that's so cool so we've talked about your best performances and your favorite venues to perform in did you, have you ever had any performances you know aside from your eighth grade was it eighth grade one where you didn't do well or something that you learned from it that helped you be a better artist i would say there's a lot of shows you know where i i guess feel like man i could have done better um mm-hmm. for me i I'm trying to think of how to put this into words, but um, there's been shows, you know, where I will forget a chord or forget uh-huh. the words for a second. Um, but now I'm kind of in the mindset where like, okay, like, it's okay. I just got to keep playing and got to recover. And I'll just be like, you know what? Sorry, guys. Like, I totally com- completely forgot this chord. Like, bear with me. I'm going to fix it. We're going to try it again and do better. And I'm just able to recover more. And I try not to be too hard on myself. You know, I think your voice is, it's human. And of course, there's like times where I sing and it's tired. And I'm like, okay, I need to buckle down more on my practicing or just even rest. And um, so I would say there's not like one show that I can think of where it was like a completely bad experience. There's just little moments where I always know, okay, okay. I can improve and just move forward, if that makes sense. Gotcha. Yeah, absolutely. That's amazing. At least you learn from it, you grow from it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so what hobbies do you have outside of music? Who is okay, Love Juliet is... when she's not Love Juliet? <laughs> I love a good book. So I love reading. Um, I love... I'm trying to think what else. Honestly, most of my time is like, music i love spending time with family my family is the world to me i love them um just playing games uh i've been obsessed with scrabble lately (laughs) okay nice (laughs) okay card games board games just relaxing having fun um i would say laughing this is like the randomest hobby but i try to laugh as much as i can every day i think it should absolutely a fun thing so (laughs) i do that and just try to have fun and relax when I'm not doing music. It's just spent with family, a good book, good food, and laughing. <laughs> good. Yes, I love that. That's such a good answer, honestly. It's just at least you have something you like to do that's outside of your normal work environment, you know? That's good. That's needed. Yes. Um, it, thank you. Do you, yeah, do you have another, do you have a piece of advice that another artist gave you? <clears throat> Okay, I would say this is going way back, but I did choir in elementary school for like a year or two. And our choir teacher, she brought in her dad and her dad was like, I can't even remember the story now, but she like talked him up as some like recording artist, like awesome. And I don't even know his name. I wish I could look him up now. But we all like thought he was awesome like oh this is so cool that he's coming to listen to us and give us advice and stuff and um I was super shy back then still and mm-hmm. I uh, got a part in like a little it was a trio so there were three of us that were singing and um one of the girls had asked him like oh who do you think is the best singer out of us and I was like mortified because I was like I just I was like oh like there's not a good answer to this question because, you know, it's like there's three little girls. Like, you don't want to 
Yeah, I was like going to be so sad if he like said it wasn't me, but I also didn't want him to say it was like not the other yeah. girls, you know, like. <laughs> so, um, he just. I don't even remember exactly what he said, but he just really, like, looked us all in the eye and just, like, talked to us and had a way of making us feel like we were all special and, like, didn't have to compete with each other. And, like, I walked away feeling so special and, like, I was like, he was talking about me. And I'm sure, like, each of the other girls thought they were talking, that he was talking about them as well. And it just, it wasn't as much, like, the words. It was just the feeling that he gave us and, like, to be ourselves and to have that confidence where we don't have to compete with others and that we can be special in our own ways yeah. and that we were special. I absolutely love that. That's that's incredible. I love people who make you feel that way, you know? They're yes. definitely so rare but so well needed and that's that's such well, an amazing experience. I feel like you're one of those people, honestly. Like Stop. You, you're I'm not me cry. That. like you have so many artist friends that you talk to and reach out to and I'm sure, like, you know, I talk to you and you make me feel like I can do this and, like, I've got songs that people love. And I think everyone you talk to probably feels so encouraged and feels the same way. So thank you for being that. Oh, thank you so much. That means so much to me. I really appreciate that. Um, So as far as your music goes, when you're performing, do you have any, like, rituals that you do or, like, anything you do to help get rid of your anxiety before you perform? I do. So every time before I perform, I always say a little prayer. Like it'll just be in my mind. I love that. And yeah. it just really helps me like calm down and feel centered. If I have time, I will do like I'll put a little playlist on that I've made specifically yeah. for like getting pumped. Um, I'll play that or I like to do like some specific voice exercises to warm up before. And those all kind mm-hmm. of get me just in the right mindset and the right, like, physical, uh, I don't know, just getting my voice ready. And then I feel a lot more prepared to perform after that. Good. I love that. That's awesome. I love that little prayer that you do. It's, it's, it's incredible. Thank um, you. How, how would you describe your fan base? I would say very, very kind and very supportive. Um, like talking about the TikTok live, it's like everyone who comes on is so kind, like you. And there's like these people who mm-hmm. show up every single night. So I would say dedicated too. like, holy cow. So, so <laughs> dedicated and just dedicated, kind. And what was the other word I said? Like positive, uplifting. Um, okay. They <clears throat> make you feel special and loved. And I hope that I, I can... That also make them feel the same way absolutely and i know people love you for your music but i'm sure people also love you just because of how kind and genuine you are too like like once people get to know you and see who you are as an artist and as a person it's just like a reflection they want to give that back to you you know thank you so much um our next topic of conversation is something i like to call open conversation so it's just open-ended questions for you um and i really want to start out with mental health there's a stigma going around to where people don't want to say they need help but they need help you know and it's okay to ask for help um what advice would you have or what advice do you have for those currently going through a difficult time right now okay that's such an amazing question i'm so glad that you have this section on your podcast because 
I think it is so important for people to feel like they're not alone in those times. And I would say my advice for me, I would say, number one, don't be afraid to talk to somebody. Um, I would say therapy. Um, I've done therapy before. I'm like, I'm a huge believer in it. I know Absolutely. when I was younger and in junior high, you know, there's like this stigma of, oh, don't go to therapy. Like, that's lame or like people are going to judge mm -hmm. you or tease you or think something's wrong with you. But man, I will go like even once a month now just as like a check in to be like, OK, everything's like, OK, is there anything we need to talk about? Um and it honestly depends on your personality. I know some people try it, and if it, if it doesn't work for you, then that's okay, too. Um, I would say just don't be afraid to ask for help. You know, find somebody you can trust and have the courage to, to tell them, you know, because I think a lot of the times we're scared of maybe being a burden. You know, for me, it's like Absolutely. I don't want to weigh somebody else down, but honestly like the times that i have felt the most fulfilled and happiest are like if a friend came to me and said look i'm really struggling i need some help i need someone to talk to like i would feel so so happy if i could be that person for somebody you know Absolutely. and yeah. help them and there's been times in my life where i felt like i don't have any like who am i gonna call who am i gonna talk to i just don't even know and i would say in those times that's when it gets really hard. <laughs> um, I don't know if you have any advice for like those kinds of situations. Um, yeah, so I can speak from personal experience, honestly. Like you said, just therapy isn't for everyone, you know. For some people, it works, and for some people, it doesn't, you know. If it doesn't work and medications don't work, there's always an outlet that you can try, whether I know some people go to the gym for their therapy, some people go to music for their therapy, some people go to laughter for their therapy. Honestly, I'm a music person. Mm -hmm. I you know, I went through a tough time where I was depressed for the longest time and therapy really wasn't for me and medications weren't really working. And that's kind of how I fell in love with music and just you guys as artists is just, it got me out of that hole. And honestly, it might work for other people too. just, you know, don't ever give up. If you're going through a tough time, you know, talk, talk with your friends, talk with your family, I promise you, they're more happy that you're asking for help than that you didn't, you know? I love that. Yes. And that like reminded me of something as well. But thank you so much for helping me out with that because I was at a loss for words. But Absolutely. Um, something that's like been really good advice for me is I think sometimes we feel those negative emotions and we feel mm -hmm. sad for so long or like even feeling nothing or feeling angry or empty, whatever it is. And we like automatically judge it in ourselves or label it and we're like this is bad like I shouldn't feel this way like I need to change I need to get rid of this and something that's helped me a lot is in those moments just you know laying down or sitting down or you know like you like turning on a song or just really sitting or journaling and being like you know what like it's okay to feel this way and just to feel it for like however long you need to and then Absolutely. for me, eventually, like once you just feel it and acknowledge it and just don't judge it and be okay with it, it kind of dissipates. Um, yeah, that's absolutely. something that's helped me. I wonder if that will help other people, but that's a little trick that I have. Yeah, it's okay to feel. It's definitely okay to feel. We're humans, yes. you know, we're going to have bad times. We're also going to have good times. And 
yes. the sun will shine again. It'll get better, you know? So just don't give up. Um, yes, don't give up. So we live in an age of social media and everyone's on social media. And I envy you so much for not being on Instagram, like, and not constantly just like scrolling and everything. Like, how do you do it? Give us your secrets. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> well, for me, I have, I've recently set up some like boundaries for myself because mm-hmm. talking about mental health, the thing I think that's worse, the worst for like my mental health personally, and I think mm-hmm. other people can do it and like they're completely fine. It's just for me, like this is something that really affects my brain is I would just scroll for like hours. I used to scroll on social media and I wouldn't even really like want to. I'd just be getting super anxious or like not know what to do with myself. And so I would like be scrolling through. And so that was really hard. I felt like I was kind of almost building this like dependency or little addiction to it. And I was like, Mm -hmm. this isn't healthy. I need to find a way to stop. And it honestly was not easy. But now I like, I don't sleep with my phone in my room because I know that if I do. I will get on TikTok super late and just watch it forever. Um, And so that's something that I do that helps. And then for me, it's just like finding other things to do with my time. Like, I'm like, oh, yeah, like um, I could be reading a book to relax instead or watch a movie. And I don't think it's bad. Like if people want to be on social media, like I think there's so many good things on there. And that's like how me and you connected Mm -hmm. and you can find so many cool things and uplifting things or whatever you want to learn um but just for me it's like my personality I guess just has a harder time with it and Mm -hmm. this year one of my goals though is to uh start posting more and creating even more videos and then trying to find a balance with it as well with that okay that's awesome yeah that's that's really great is there a nonprofit um or organization that you follow that you want to give a shout out to that people should be aware of um i would say the thing that comes to my mind and i'm not even sure what it's called but i think it's the climate change organization i don't know this could be really wrong but um my older brother he is an environmental scientist and works with okay all those things and trying to i guess help save the earth and i think I love that. those things through him yeah. have like trickled down to me and become mm-hmm. important to me and just trying to eliminate as much like waste as i can and trying to be thoughtful of the world yeah. and the earth good yeah absolutely so what we're gonna do is we're gonna put the info down below in the bio um to the website and we're gonna give some info about that as well so just so people are aware you know be good to the earth this is our home that's so awesome i love that thank you yeah absolutely so last um last question on mental health um and i don't even know if it's a mental health question but i want to include it in here uh if you were to give a ted talk what would your topic be on oh this is such a good question okay and i would love to give a ted talk um okay let me think a ted talk topic i would say probably resilience um would be my topic there's uh been a lot of times in my life where i 
have not seen a way out of things that I've been in and like hard situations, you know, and I feel like it's really easy to lose hope or think that things are always going to be super bad for years and years. And yeah, I think I've gained a lot of resilience and come through on the other side of the hard times. And so I think to be able to share that with other people could be a really cool experience. I absolutely love that. That's such a good answer. I want to move on to another topic um, that's sometimes controversial, but it really shouldn't be. I want to talk about faith because that is just so important in in my life. And I'm sure it's important in so many other people's lives. What What about you? Do you believe in or practice like a religion or anything? Well, I would say, okay, I love that you have this on here too, because faith and spirituality and finding like that meaning to life is so, so important to me. Um, I'm curious after I talk, if you want to share a little bit about yours, because I'm super intrigued, but for me, okay, cool. Because I was raised super religious. So Uh ever since I was born, I was uh, raised as a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, which is Mm -hmm. um, Mormons, is what people will call. And I, I loved it. I was like growing up and even into like my teenage years, it was such a reassurance to like have, I was a weird kid. Honestly, I like think back on it. Where are we all? (laughs) I would, I was obsessed with reading like the, like scriptures. I was obsessed with them. I thought they were so cool. Uh And it like makes sense now as like a songwriter. Like I really, I just thought they were beautiful. Like I thought it was like poetry. And just such pretty words. I was like, I love this. And I love books. And so it's just something I always loved. And it was like, if I was having a hard day, I could just open the scriptures and like find Mm -hmm. a verse that was like, tells you God can handle whatever problem you're having. And it just makes you feel like, oh, okay, I'm not alone. Like, he can handle this. Like, I don't have to worry about it. That was always important to me. And then kind of as I got older and like now, I would say I'm definitely more spiritual than religious like i still love the i love scriptures and i love praying and i love anything that brings me closer to god or feelings of peace and love um i love that so how about you so i was raised a christian um and you know it was one of those things to where i went to a christian school growing up and i was set by these rules that i had to follow and growing up in that kind of way, it kind of made me deviate from my path and want to rebel like any other kid would. But I'm thankful that I grew up that way, honestly, because it put a lot of values and and boundaries in my life that I'm super thankful for, honestly. And, you know, I did rebel a little bit and I did deviate from my path, like I said, but I found my way back, you know, and I'm so beyond thankful that it's God's plan. You know, he loves all of us and I'm thankful for my faith honestly i love that okay cool i want to kind of i guess touch on that a little bit with like yeah i i kind of had the same feelings of like i said like now i'm definitely more spiritual than like religious Mm -hmm. and yeah i had a lot of friends i never felt like the need to rebel or like have resentment but i had a lot of friends who grew up the same way where it's like there is a lot of like rules you have to follow and things mm-hmm. that are like you feel like a bad person if you don't do it i guess yeah at least is like 
in my experience and it just had so many friends who felt like they weren't good enough or like were a bad person for not doing these things to me god is love and it's like you try your best and you try to be a good person and it's like he loves you no matter what and i think anything that just can bring you that peace and help you grow as a person like wherever you're at it's okay yeah and just to build on that something that's been on my mind recently is just all this hate going around in the world it's like oh we're christian we shouldn't associate ourselves with this people or x y and z it's like no you definitely should it's like we're instructed to love everyone you should love everyone regardless of who they are you know i like amen totally like just love everyone i think that's yeah the purpose of life honestly <laughs> just love and, as much as you can yeah and to add on to that just be kind no matter yes. what you believe or like if you practice a religion or you don't just just be a kind human being I, I don't understand it just takes so much to be rude just be kind you know that's beautiful and like you're such a good example that i've never ever heard you say something like bad about another human being and just your kindness is so apparent so thank you thank you so much yeah you as well you're just always in such a positive mood and you're always so kind to everyone so can you tell me how your faith has influenced your music because i know you've written some incredible songs guys let me tell you for those listening and watching her christmas music chef's kiss just incredibly amazing mary's song perfect just just Um, perfect well thank you so much Speaking of Mary's song, I would say that was such a special experience to me to mm-hmm. write that song. I think a lot of the time with music is like my way to feel close to God or a higher power. It's like my music can kind Absolutely. of be a prayer. And when I wrote that song, I I didn't even know like what I was writing. I just like sat down and was like, I'm gonna try to write a Christmas song and yeah. um It didn't end up starting to be from Mary's perspective until, like, I got to the chorus and then I was like, oh my gosh, like, this is Mary speaking. Like, this is her song and she's, like, singing to baby Jesus. And, like, it was so cool. Like, I just felt, like, a spirit inside me so strong and, like, so much peace. And I love, yeah, I love that feeling with music and how it can open your eyes to a new perspective. And also for me, I have this kind of belief that all the songs I write, I feel like they're already maybe created, like, in heaven. This is going to sound so weird, but to no, me, I'm like, they're good. already, like, created, and I just feel like I'm, yeah. like, the the medium or whatever that can, like, bring it to the Absolute, earth. Absolutely, yeah. Okay, cool. That. I'm going to sound so yeah. whack. <laughs> no, that's, that's amazing, and I am going to give you praise one more time, because for those of you listening, like I said, she has Mary's song, which is one of my favorite songs of all time. But she has so many other songs from different perspectives. Innkeeper is amazing. Choirs of Heaven is just angelic. It's just, I need you to release that album this this winter because it is just okay. amazing. Just, just incredible. And for those of you who have heard it, I'm sure you agree. It's just, it's so good. <laughs> well, thank you so much. I actually really, I really want to release a Christmas album this year. So Mariah Carey, I'm pretty sure she released her Christmas album in 2014 and so i mm-hmm. think it'd be cool to release one in 2024 oh, like 10 years that. later okay. yeah and absolutely 
I'm like, okay, maybe that's one of my goals this year is to get it produced and released by Christmas. I think would be so cool. Yeah, that'd be that'd be amazing. Back a little <laughs> bit back to faith. Do you um do you have a favorite story from you know your holy book or like a favorite verse? You know that comes to mind. I would say my favorite verse. I don't even know what verse it is, mm-hmm. but the one that comes to mind is. It's like, my peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth, give I unto you. And I think that's really cool because just even saying it to me brings peace. And I've always been like a very, I used to be really anxious and I still kind of have those tendencies sometimes. And I found that learning Bible verses about peace I would like recite them in my head when I would get really nervous and it was just always a little like trick I did because it was like first you have to focus on memorizing and like learning it and then also just the words are like a beautiful reminder of that everything's going to be okay and there's a greater peace than there is in this world and so those are kind of my favorite is anything about peace and like the power of God he can give to you i love that that's incredible i absolutely love that that's amazing is there anything else you'd like to add on um regarding faith or religion before we move on i would say just kind of i think similar to what i said earlier with like anxiety and depression of Mm -hmm. not judging how you feel you know i think this life can be super confusing you know we're all born and we're just like what's my purpose? What am I doing here? And it can get really confusing. And then you look at all of the different religions or what different people believe. And it's just really hard and confusing. And I think honestly, just don't judge yourself too harshly. Be kind, be a good person, like you were saying, and find what brings you peace and just love no matter what i absolutely love that that was a really good conversation and it's definitely well needed so thank you for that um i'd like to move on to ogden and i'm gonna put some pictures in here during this whole video but tell us about your hometown like tell us about things to do places to eat sights to see and what makes your hometown so special other than the gorgeous views yes okay well this is exciting because i know you get to come to Utah within the next couple months and see everything. But honestly, to me, I think it's special because I like forget sometimes too, because I've lived here my whole life. And it's like, you know, you get so used to something, but it's so cool for me. I can walk right out of my house and just look up and there's this ginormous mountain, like huge, you know, just super picturesque. And you can just walk out and like see that. And I know that's like, when people come here to visit, they're just like blown away. They're always like, the mountain's so cool. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really cool. And with that comes so much like beauty in nature. You know, you can ski and snowboard or you can hike in the summer and spring and see the most beautiful waterfalls or the most beautiful sunsets and just be outside. And there's so much peace with that. That's probably my favorite part of living in okay. Ogden is the nature. I do wish we had an ocean. If we did, I would be completely happy. <laughs> but um I guess I need to come to Florida for that. Yes, come visit. I do, I need to. I would say besides like the nature, mm-hmm. Ogden in the last couple years has really 
tried to focus on becoming more of like an artsy community, I would say. So like they're doing a lot more art commissions, like they're getting people to paint murals all over the city and trying to like incorporate more live music. And maybe that's just because I'm like getting more into it that I'm starting to notice these things. Um, But I do feel like it's a really good place to be creative and especially like in Ogden, I feel like you can be yourself and not really be judged for that as much. Like there's all different kinds of people. There's some really good places to eat, lots of good like coffee shops and I would say smaller businesses, I guess. Um, depends on like where you go, but I would say there's one really good place. Like I love um to eat mostly like plant-based i don't eat a ton of meat or like um, things like that like i still do just like not as much as i used to and there's some really cool like vegan restaurants and things like that um and then trying to think if there's anything else but those are probably my favorite parts of ogden is like the nature the food and just like friendly super nice people gotcha okay so like i said we're going to be including uh photos in here of ogden just so you guys can all see it for those of you watching we're also going to include the link for ogden's official website you guys should definitely go visit it it looks gorgeous or just look at photos i promise you guys will be convinced to go visit and it's not too far from salt lake city either i think it's how far is how far are you guys from salt lake 30 minutes it's yeah it's like 40 it depends on like what part of ogden but for me it's like 45 minutes and which is not bad at all it's like just a quick little drive from salt lake and salt lake super fun too so yeah come visit got you um so we're gonna move on to random topics these are gonna be like super rapid fire question and answer type of things um just to get to know you a little bit more give your audience some info on you so this question is uh, for all of my astrology people, uh, what is your star sign? I'm a Pisces. Okay, nice. You said you're a big reader. Are, what books are you currently reading or what books do you recommend? I My favorite books are the Selection Series by Kira Cass. I read them in junior high and I've probably read them like a hundred times since then. But it's like, I don't know what to say. It's a mix between like... The Bachelor and like the Hunger Games. <laughs> wow. Okay. That that's a very big like mix right there. It's interesting, but it's so good. Definitely recommend that. That's awesome. Um, are you big on movies or TV shows? Do you have anything that you recommend as far as those aspects? I'm more of a TV show girl than a movie girl, but I love Friends. Anyone knows who knows me is like Friends. The TV show is like my yes. personality. <laughs> so i love that and then also there's a show called chuck yes love that we definitely need to have you do a friends cover and i'll be there for you cover i feel like that'd be incredible that would be so cool i should that would be so fun um so as you know i live in orlando florida so of course i've got to ask you who is your favorite disney character uh, my favorite disney character is ariel from the little mermaid gotcha. um because she sings which i think is really cool and then i just i love i love the ocean i love water so i guess i'm kind of the opposite as her because i would probably choose to be a mermaid 
Um, and she chooses to be a human. But I love The Little Mermaid. It's my favorite. Okay. And do you have a favorite Disney song? (laughs) Okay. I love... Right now? Mm -hmm. Is it Frozen 2? Okay. And... What is the song she sings? I can't even remember what this is called. Um, but you know the part, if you've seen this, I'm hoping you have, where yeah, have. She's, Elsa is, like, riding the water horse like, into into the iceberg, and she's singing that song. I love that song, and I would love to write, like, if Disney can see this, please hire me as a songwriter. I would love to write for your movies. So let's have her write a song for your movie. That's awesome. I don't know the name, but I know what you're talking about. Um, moving on to our next rapid fire question. Do you um, speak any other languages? I don't, sadly. I really wish I did. So if you were to wake up tomorrow and just magically speak any language, what would you choose? Ooh, okay, that's such a good question. I would. I would probably say I would like to speak italian um just totally random but i think it's such a cool language i tried to learn it on duolingo for like six months <laughs> and i ended up giving up but if i could just wake up and have a language i think it would be italian i think it's beautiful i love that so if you were to wake up tomorrow what superpower would you want to have i think teleportation i think that would be so cool to just like snap your fingers and be able to go somewhere so fast and then right. you could just meet so many people and go anywhere would be awesome i agree i definitely agree um do you have a favorite country or state that you visited um hawaii i love hawaii that's gorgeous okay um do you have a country or state that you want to visit oh Okay, I would love to go to New York. I've never been there before. And that's for sure on my bucket list. I think you always, I always hear people talking of like how the energy feels so creative and just so cool. And I would love to feel that and be a part of it. Okay, I love that. What is your dream venue to perform in? My dream venue is Royal Albert Hall. Okay. <laughs> it's in England. And I saw Adele. She had this beautiful concert video once on YouTube. Yes. I saw that. And do you know what I'm talking about? Yes, yes, yes. I absolutely do. It's just so pretty. I would love that. So I recently came across an album entitled Songs I Wish I'd Written. Do you have any songs that you wish that you had written? Yes, that's such a great question. Okay. So many. Um, I would say... I think I actually have a playlist on my Spotify called Songs I Wish I Wrote <laughs> as oh, well. Like, okay, nice. I will like, always like be like, man, this is so cool. But yeah. I would say definitely All Too Well, Taylor Swift. That's okay. just amazing. I think that's so cool. Yeah. Um, I would say If I Were a Boy, I think that would yes, be that's that's such like, a beautiful song. so good. Um, and then else i'll just stick with those two for now but we could go on and on forever okay yeah absolutely so um you recently created a discord and you're starting to get a lot more people on there which is incredible 
it's such a good group of people and it's like everyone's just friendly with each other you want to talk about that we're going to put the link down below for you guys to join as well okay yeah i would love that and thank you so much for putting the link for people to join because honestly i just wanted to start this discord because you know i get on tiktok live every night and everyone who joins is just the most genuine nicest people on there and you know i've like had in the past group chats for like friend groups or for sports i'm in and things like that and it just like makes you feel like you have friends or like a community to talk to Mm -hmm. and it just always made me feel like there's people there who cared about me and i cared about them and even now it's like i you're so friendly and i feel like you like can meet so many people and like network so well and like have so many friends and i have like always had a harder time like knowing how to make friends if that makes sense and for me i'm like i just want to have so many friends and like anyone who joins the discord i'm like we're all just friends it's like a friends group chat and i just want to all like love each other and be there for each other and like if someone needs a positive space to be like join the discord like we're just family so yeah absolutely absolutely so i want to talk about your merchandise because it is amazing right here alter ego t-shirt is super comfy guys you guys definitely need to order some merch um you so we have this one right here uh the alter ego t-shirt you also have the alter ego um sweatshirt and then you also have a is it a poster that you have i do have a poster it's just the album artwork for it love it so you want to give people the rundown as far as like how much it costs and how to order it yeah so this is going to be a little different because mostly i just have been selling local like at my shows i'll bring my merch and people can buy it um but if you guys want t-shirts or sweatshirts or the poster um you can just order through my instagram or tiktok just please dm me and tell me what you'd like to order and i'll ship it to you and we can just go from there but um i've been selling the sweatshirts for 35 um if you guys see this i'll give you a discount just say like from uh the podcast and you can get like i didn't think of this till now but we'll just do it for like 30 dollars the t-shirt is um like 15 and then these album arts are five and yeah just dm me and you guys can get some merch that sounds good so we're gonna be um closing things up we're gonna be tying up some loose ends so to continue with the conversation if you were to choose an artist to collaborate with who would you choose oh that's such a good question okay i would love i think i would love to collab with ed sheeran because first of all i think it would be really cool to like sing a song with him i think like maybe our voices could be cool together and then also just his songwriting style and i love um he's worked with this artist Maisie peters i don't know if you know her but she's amazing and just watching like their relationship and how well they work together and how kind he seems to be like teaching her about the industry and everything i just really admire that so i think it'd be super cool to work with him yeah absolutely so for your next question i'll give you three three artists if you can choose any three artists to open for who would you choose 
Oh, okay. Such a good question. Um, we'll do Taylor Swift, number one. Love that. Um, probably Maisie Peters, now that I talked about her. I would love to open for her. And Tate McRae. Let's see. So what's next for you? What's your next show? Any plans on a next song? I know you literally just released Shut Up and Kiss Me. Um, but we're already hungry for more. We want more Love Juliet music. So what comes next? Well, thank you. Yeah, what comes next is, as far as this year goes, I, in my mind, I'm like, this is going to be my year of releasing all of these music that I have written for years and years. And I'm just really going to try and find the right producers and the right people to collab with and release as much music as I can. So you guys, it's coming. I promise. Good. Awesome. Um, do you have any artists that you're like looking to collaborate with this year that you're able to tell us about? Or are you keeping everything hush-hush right now? Um, okay. Nothing is like in the works as far as like artists to collab with, but can I say like a dream artist? I thought of another one. So I just realized that Benson Boone lives in Utah right now. Oh, nice. And I'm like... How cool would that be to like run into him and collab or do something yeah. together? Because I think his music is really cool. So I think that would be awesome. Yeah. So what cities do you absolutely want to hit when you go on your first tour? Oh, yes, great question. Okay, so we'll say New York because that's a place I want to go to. I'd love to come to Orlando. I think that would be awesome. Yes. Um, I'd love to go to L.A. Um, okay. Yeah. I'm trying to think where else, like, I would honestly love to go to, like, as many places as possible. It's, like, it's my dream so much to go on tour. I'm just, like, always imagining it, and I'm, like, when it finally comes, I feel like I'll be so grateful because I've, like, been waiting and working so hard to get to that point. And so just as many places as possible. Yes, if you guys... If any of you are a singer-songwriter listening to this podcast right now, let's get her on your tour. Give this girl a chance. Let her open for you. I promise you, you will not be disappointed. She is incredible. Um, Message her, and let's make it happen, guys. So in closing, who is a rising artist that you think people should listen to? Okay. Um, This is a good, good question. I was thinking, I was like, it's got to be somebody out of the people you've showed me. <laughs> um, oh, that's too sweet. I would say, I know Kenzie Kate is like, she's doing really good. So I don't even know, like to call her rising artist, but I think like she's going to be, she could be huge. And I think she's amazing. Um, so I would say for sure her. And then I think, um, have you heard of Grace Anger before? She's really I know, I know, amazing. I I don't think I know her music, but I know the name. Okay, I think you would really like her. Okay, for sure. I'll definitely have to check out her music. Go look her up, Um, yeah. Honestly, I feel like you and I listen to the same type of music. Any suggestions you have, I'm so down to listen to. Well, the same, because we've been making those playlists. And I tell you, like, every song, I'm like, 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 like. I'm adding them all because I'm obsessed. They're so good. I keep adding songs to that playlist too. It's like every day I'll like find something. I'm like, oh, let me just add that on there. What advice do you have for aspiring singer songwriters? I would say write every day 
And that's advice that I heard from Ed Sheeran. Like he was talking on an interview or a podcast and they asked him that same question. And that's what got me to start writing every single day. And I swear that's like the thing that's helped me most on my journey. So that's what I'll say as well is just write a song every single day. I love that. I absolutely love that. Um, So do you have a name for your fan base yet? Okay, maybe you can help me because I've been trying to think. And do you have any ideas? I really don't. I was thinking about it today and I was like, I have no idea. So what you should do, honestly, or what everyone should do is hop on her Discord, guys, and figure out a good name for her fans. Because I don't know. Yes, Kate, I'm going to get on the Discord tonight and like chat with and say, okay, guys, what is a good name? Because I was thinking like, love Juliet. And so like, the fan base could be like, the, I was like, the lovers, but that sounds kind of creepy too. I was like, I don't know if I want that. So I'm like, I don't know. We need help. We do need help. We'll figure it out though. Is there a message you want to give to your fans? Oh, okay. I would just want to say, Thank you so much for listening to my music. Thank you so much for supporting me, for your kindness and like welcoming me into your life, I guess. Um, I can't wait to meet you guys and sing to you in person one day, whatever that may be. And um, just know that you're loved. Like, honestly, I, um, this is kind of silly, but I, uh, I pray for, like, anybody, I don't even know how to talk about this, but when I, like, say my prayers, I'll be, like, thinking about people who listen to my music or, like, people in our TikTok live or maybe, like, fans who would come to future shows who I haven't even met yet. And just, I really want, like, the best for them and, like, to send them blessings and, like, good vibes and stuff like that. So just know that I love you, even if I, like, don't know you, I, like, feel that way, if that makes sense absolutely love that you are incredible and your fans love you so thank you Um, in closing um let's talk about um your song like give us the rundown on shut up and kiss me all right well shut up and kiss me is actually the story of my first kiss (laughs) which is kind of funny um but i was 16 and it was with my boyfriend now and i had like so I've always liked him for years and we were friends and had hung out and everything. And I was like, just always wanted him to be my first kiss. And then um, that's kind of like looking back on that memory is what the song is about and just the situation. Um, so that's a little into the song. And then it just got released. So you guys can go listen to it now on whatever platforms you listen to music on. Um, it's just a fun, happy, upbeat loving pop song which is kind of unique for me because i feel like a lot of my songs are usually like more sad or emotional so just enjoy it while you have it (laughs) until i release the more emo music and um yeah i just hope you guys like it and uh daydream about your loves you know i love that to add to that um guys go check out her music video as well it is on youtube so make sure you give that Make sure you guys give that a check. Um, Do you have any, um, you know, producers or any co-writers that you want to give a a shout out for the song? Um, Yes. So that is all the same people that I gave a shout out to for Alter Ego. Um, We ended up 
writing both of the songs, this is something a lot of people probably don't know, is we wrote both of the songs on the same day. And it was just like such a good writing day. It was like, you know, you have that feeling and end up getting the songs that came out. And it, it actually started out as a rough day. But in the end, we got like the good songs that we liked. And um, just those same people really helped with that song and turned it into what it is now. And um, I'm super grateful for them all. So, yeah. Absolutely. I love that. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Loved having you, loved being able to talk to you and loved being able to interview you. You are such a kind, genuine human being and you are such a kind soul. Like there's this quote that goes, stay close to people who feel like sunlight. And that is exactly what you are. You are so sweet and you feel like sunlight. And I'm so genuinely thankful to honestly get to know you and have you as a friend and just know and see you grow as an artist i love that so thank you for everything i just wanted to say thank you so much that means so much to me i think that's my new favorite quote now and i never heard that and that just means so much to me that you would want to say that about me so thank you and it honestly means so much to me to have you as a friend and like i always am bragging about you to everyone my family and my boyfriend and my friends i'm like ian and ian did this and like he's so awesome and just kind and genuine so i'm super excited about this podcast and just to see and listen to all these future episodes and i couldn't think of a better person to be running it and just thank you from the bottom of my heart thank you you are too kind. Thank you so much. So guys, we're going to drop all the info down below in the bio. We're going to drop um, the info on Ogden. We're going to drop the info on your brother's environmental stuff. We're going to drop the info on your merch. And yeah, do you have any last minute things you want to add? Um, make sure you guys follow the podcast. Um, share some love to Ian. Just thank you for having me again. And um, I'm excited to sing Shut Up and Kiss Me. Thank you so much. Um, again, for everything. And without further ado, guys, we are going to move on to Shut Up and Kiss Me. Let's do this. We don't got to make it so serious. Are you clueless? Tell me, should I make it more obvious? Two months too long. Parked in my house, got a garden, but don't wanna get out. You got all those words coming out of your mouth. All I'm really thinking about shut up and kiss me. Like forever's not enough. Shut up and kiss me. Maybe one day we'll call it love. If we're gonna talk, let's speak in tongues. Show me I'm a one that you want. Shut up.
And that was Love Juliet singing Shut Up and Kiss Me. Thank you guys so much for listening to episode one of Streaming Next, a podcast where I introduce y'all to the faces and stories of tomorrow's music. I want to give a special thank you to our very own Love Juliet for helping me launch episode one of this podcast. Guys, give her some love. Check out her TikTok, check out her YouTube channel, and check out her Instagram, and give a lot of love to her music on all streaming platforms. Until next time. i